0: You're listening to Aubrey C.D. Speaks, where truth is spoken for your freedom. Hello, and thank you for listening to Aubrey C.D. Speaks. Now, if you follow my podcast and you've listened to my last two episodes, you would have heard um, The Simple Truth and What Does God Desire? And both of those episodes um, have simply been the preaching of the gospel. And I did those, not that I've never done uh, an an episode that is simply the gospel. Um, And not that I've never preached the gospel on this podcast. Uh, I have. Um, Actually, it's one of the things that I consider vitally important um, with this platform. I'm very blessed to be able to do this. Um, however, raw sometimes it sounds. <laughs> I'm very blessed to be able to uh, have a supportive husband and a supportive family, and and can do this um, here in my little closet, my little studio closet. Um, and and I'm I'm blessed to be able to use this platform to preach the gospel. And I I think it's important. Um, It's one of the reasons that the Lord put it on my heart to even step out and do this. Um, And if you you notice with this uh, podcast, I talk about revival a lot. A lot. I also talk about um, things that can happen when revival comes. I've talked about both the both the uh, sad negative things that can happen when revival comes and the things that you have to, um, you know, get through the bridges, you have to burn things like that. And it's just honest truth. Um, it's, it's coming from my experiences in revival and, um, and what has happened to me and, and what I have seen happen in and the lives around me. Um, So I I talk a lot about revival because the stemmed from revival. So if the roots revival, then, you know, the flower that grows is going to be based on revival as well. Um, But also because of revival, I talk about other things um, that have to do with the great and uh, the great things that God has done in my life and what God can do in your life. Um, and, um, and to also remind you that, you know, he hasn't forgotten how to heal. He hasn't forgotten how to restore. He hasn't forgotten how to, um, to refresh. He hasn't forgotten that as a born again believer, you are a child of God. And as a child of God, that you are co-heir with Christ and as co-heir with Christ, There are things that, um, he has promised you, uh, not only as a coer with Christ, but, uh, being adopted and planted into the, um, the family of the children of Abraham and, and what comes from that. And, and I talk about all of these things because of the, because of revival. But the one other thing that I talk about, um, more, you know, just as much as I talk about revival as the gospel and I preach the gospel on my episodes. Um, I have added it to something else that I'm talking about on an episode. Um, it's important to me. Um, it's not important to me and the aspect of I'm working to attain, uh, obtain a quota or numbers. Um, I'm not trying to, um, rack up any points it's not about that because it's about it's about the glory of god it's about souls coming into the kingdom um it's about him it's about him it's about the father and his great love he had for us that he sent jesus to die on the cross for us so that we may once again be uh blameless and 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 holy and righteous the way adam and eve was at the beginning while in the garden the way he uh, he wanted us to be all along it's it's us coming back to the father and it's so important to talk to people and it's so important to use whatever platform you have in order to preach the gospel um so that others can come to christ it's not important to preach the gospel in order to obtain numbers or um, put it on your uh, ministerial resume, you know, that you are the soul winner of, you know, 1,200 souls that you know for sure are, you know, going to the kingdom or, you know, it's not anything like that. That's that's not what's so important. You don't create your own edifice Um, And your own platform in that regard here on earth, if that is the goal to attain while here on earth, then, um, you know, what's the point of having, um, what's the point of, of, of just being a human that desperately needs a savior? Because, I mean, if you're going to do it all on your own, a lot of times when that, when stuff like that is done, it's done on their own. You know, um, a person that's, you know, really good at that can also sell you a really good car or a really good deal, you know, a great businessman or woman. And um, and so. Um, so it, it, the numbers aren't important to me, getting back, the numbers aren't important to me, um, the Lord may use me however he sees fit. When I got born again, I didn't pray the prayer uh, of repentance. Uh, in the regard that we know today, uh, whether you're in the Baptist church, a uh, Pentecostal church, uh, Assemblies of God, um, there's always this pray the prayer, you know, after some people may, you know, uh, give you like a Roman road gospel um, or you, you read it on a track and it, you know, it's the Roman road to heaven and, you know, all that. Uh, I grew up, I grew up in that okay i grew up uh learning about that i grew up having to memorize the roman road to salvation uh i grew up and i had you know i grew up memorizing the the pray this prayer prayer you know um i grew up hearing you know uh all heads bowed all eyes closed uh, if you, um, if God's working on your heart, raise your hand. I I, I grew up in all of that. I grew up, I, I've probably prayed the prayer about half a dozen times. Um, and, and, um, and according to the way we are taught, um, when you pray the prayer, you're saved. But that doesn't make you saved. And, and so lately here we are in this in this day and age when um when so many people have their own truth which to be honest is not truth there is only one truth there can only be one fact there can't be your fact and my fact your truth and my truth it doesn't work that way because if it worked that way then there would be no truth there would be no fact even atheists would be wrong you 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 see what i'm saying you i mean you know because they have their own truth and we have our own truth and so and so has their own truth therefore it is all null and void i mean if you look at it in a mathematical sense that you know That's what it is. Um, There is no your truth and my truth plus their truth equals, you know, a positive. It's all a negative. Therefore, it is zero. Um, So um, in this day and age where we, you know, so many people have what they consider their own truth, which is in fact not truth. It is fallacy. Um, We we hear. Um, a that um, there needs to be a, a certain way to salvation or uh, a certain way of coming to salvation that is not necessarily biblical. I mean, we can use verses all day long in order to um, bring validity to what you're saying, but um, we are in a day and age that truth the truth, the only truth, the one and only truth, um, needs to be apparent and needs to be said and needs to be heard. How can co- people come to salvation unless they've heard the gospel? And how can the gospel be preached unless a preacher preaches it? Now, the only way something like that can be done is if we're preaching a uh, truth to these people, the only way they can come to salvation and 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 not later find out that they've been lied to all of the the, all this time is if they've been preached an efficient gospel now the Lord's been talking to me about this Oh, I just bumped the table I'm sorry Now the Lord's been talking to me about this and he's been talking to me about a more efficient gospel now that doesn't mean that I'm going to talk to you a day about a completely different gospel I'm not I'm not um what he, the Lord's been emphasizing to me is that the gospel the actual gospel the truth of it all is not being preached all of it you know um it, uh, people are are hearing only so much bits and pieces um and coming to um Coming to a place in their lives where uh, they want things mended and they want things fixed, but um, they're being told that they're saved and they're not really saved. And then the church today is going, what's happening to our people? They're living unholy, unrighteous lives. There's there's all this uh, uh, craziness going on. There's these bitter people. There's a. all this stuff that's happening and we're trying, we have to suddenly come in and clean up the church. When in all actuality, if they were born again, if your church was born again, then there wouldn't have to be that cleanup. Now I'm not saying that there isn't, there aren't times where you have to remind that that's fine. I mean, you're a pastor, you're, 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 you're shepherding your church. You're making sure that they're not going You know astray and things like that you're keeping them focused you're keeping them toward the 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 fields the pastures that they're supposed to eat upon the waters that they're supposed to drink on and you're keeping them safe and you're keeping them from the wolves i get that i'm not i'm not talking about that and honestly i'm not bashing anybody i'm talking to every single believer in christ that this is so vitally important especially in this day and age because we're going to see so many waver and walk away and we're going to wonder why they are wavering and they are walking away and they are turning completely away from christ from the word of god from christianity and and they're saying this this church uh, uh hurt me or um or I think it's a cult or they're, uh, you know, they're turning away so far away that they're becoming Satanists or they're going to the occult or, or they're being led astray by every wind of doctrine. And, and we, we wonder why. And the Lord's been talking to me and he's been telling me we have lived so long. The believer in Christ has gone so long. Thinking that they have a formula, a a an easy formula that can bring people to Jesus when in all actuality, you know, and they're racking up numbers, in all actuality, they are lying to them. And these people are not truly born again. They're not mine. And he's been he's been um really pressing on me the importance of, of the gospel and the importance of the preaching of the gospel, uh, the, the right preaching of the gospel. We've we've gone so far and so long in in and wondering um or 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 going upon a script and not um and not uh, studying the word of God and ask in going from the word of God of how did Paul preach? How did Peter preach? How, how, uh, you know, how was it done? And what is it in it all that changed these people, even in the Bible? What was it? And I will tell you, okay, that it's not that I'm against the praying this prayer, although technically it's not biblical. I'm not a hundred percent against it. I'm not saying that, you know, the Lord use the Lord can use it. Okay. But the, the thing about it is there's something missing in it all. You can't simply pray this prayer or do this formula or take these steps in order to be born again. You don't say certain words and then you're poof, you're born again. Okay, because uh, every born-again experience is different. There are people that will say that my husband's not born again because of how God encountered him on a, uh, a, a cliff over uh, Lake, Lake Whitney. And, and how even though not a person was there, the Holy Spirit was there and convicted him of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And so he cried out for God or he cried out for somebody. Okay, my husband was an atheist. At that time, he cried out for somebody to save him because he suddenly felt the weight of sin in his life. And he and when he cried out, the one who spoke was Jesus. And he knew instantly. He said, I knew instantly it was Jesus. And it was the one that I was actually hoping it wouldn't be. But he said instantly he knew it was Jesus. And Jesus said, be still and know that I am God. And in that moment, he let go of everything. And in that moment, that the um, all the things his 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 alcohol addiction at thirteen guys, his alcohol addiction was gone. Okay, the withdrawals that he was dealing with because of al- his alcohol addiction were gone suddenly. And um, and he's he's talked to people, and people are like, "Well, there was nobody there." So you're not really born again. And he's like, mm, no, I, 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 it changed my life that moment on it. I was completely changed. All right. Now I can say that uh, my experience when I got born again, I didn't pray a prayer. When I was actually born again, I did not pray a prayer. I told God, my life is yours and whatever you want to do with it is fine with me. You can kill me right now. And I am perfectly fine with it because it's not my life. It's yours. I'm giving it all to you. I just give up. I give it all to you. Okay. Um, and it's not the words that I said. But I know forever my life has been changed. All right. My pastor. Pastor Cletus Adrian of Deliverance Bible Church in Hearst, Texas. And I encourage you to come and see us and 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 to come and be encountered by what God is doing there. I mean, revival is there, Holy Spirit is there, it has, it's powerful. Okay. The move there's a move of God happening. It's completely changing and transforming lives. There are healings that are happening okay there are restorations of marriages people that have been suicidal people that have had anxiety dealing with depression it's all gone okay these people are joyful people all right so i encourage you to come and 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 just sit and just take in everything that god has there for you you know that's what i'm encouraging you to do but okay digress. Pastor Cletus Adrian of Deliverance Bible Church. He talks about when he got born again and, and, um, he was going through his own things, you know, he and Holy Spirit were having a conversation and finally he let go and he said, okay. And in that moment, his life was changed forever. Now the three of us had, uh, an experience that didn't involve praying this prayer, but we all know that our lives were changed forever. Do you want to know why? Because of what happened after we said those words. It happened after uh, uh, we, we let go. We all gave up, we all let go. What happened after is, is pivotal Is what's not being talked about. It's what's not being preached when the gospel's being preached. It's what's not being mentioned after pray this prayer. Okay. And what it is is this God responds. It really is that simple. God responds. When God responds to a cry of repentance, okay whether it's whether it's the pray this prayer, whether it's okay, I give up, I give you my life, whether it's somebody save me, whether it's okay. When we let go of ourselves and we humble ourselves before God, God responds. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. OK, so every single one of our encounters right there, we humbled ourselves and we acknowledged that we can't do something on our own, that there is nothing that we can do to fix it, that we needed a savior, that we needed saving, that we needed someone, that we were in a bad place and we were facing something that we knew was important and it was pivotal. And we had to admit to ourselves that nothing could be done on our own. And we needed someone bigger than human, human beings could do. A, A human can't save you. They're just like you. They're fallible, just like you. Okay. So we're all fallible. So, so our salvation can't come from just some everyday man. It had to come from the very one who created mankind, and that was God. God responds. When God responds, it's when your entire life changes. When God responds, you feel His approval, His great, unending, unlimitless, uh, exponential love, because God is love. And, and God is what real love is, not lust not desire, God is love. There is no, um, there is no uh, uh, um, three-step program to attaining his love. There is simply his love, God is love. And when he responds to you, his love is there because he is love. So you feel his approval, you feel his love, okay? He removes your heart of stone and he puts in you a heart of flesh. Okay. So he completely changes you on the inside. So everything that you were from that moment to your birth is no longer, uh, um, it, it no longer, uh, it stakes on, on, on your eternity from that, from birth up to that point no longer matters it is gone it is all gone everything that you had done that was wrong that was sinful that you knew was wrong in your past or even some of the good stuff like it's all gone and from that moment on you are a new creation you are who you were meant to be from the get-go you are who you were meant to be at the very beginning of, of existence God gives you life, spiritual life. So not only are you physically alive, you're spiritually alive from that moment on. You are eternally alive because God responded to your cry of repentance. Whatever it looked like, however it sounded, God responded to your cry of repentance and you are never the same. You will not react to things the same way like you used to. You will not. You will find yourself talking in, uh, in a, a different way. If you were a very angry person, you will find that you're just, you're just not like that anymore. And people are going to ask you, "What's wrong with you? What? Why are you so different?" I remember when I got born again. Okay, so I, I, I was still at home. I, I argued with my father, a lot. We butted heads. We're both very stubborn, hard-headed people. And our thing was butting heads. <laughs> we butted heads. We argued. I I disobeyed. I disrespected. I was rebellious. I I didn't I didn't submit to anything. And I know that word submit is such a um red flag in this world word. Okay, but but um it really seriously has been taken out of context by this world and by feminists it really has been taken out of context the word submit okay i did not submit to anything i did not allow anybody to tell me what to do i uh anybody even women okay i did not like to be controlled and i refused to be controlled and so i or or taken care of or anything i refused it all i was independent person and i refused to be anything but independent i loved my family I loved taking care of them, but don't you tell me how to live my life. You know, it was, it was a very rebellious manner. And, um, after I got born again, the Lord told me to, to trust him. And the Lord told me that if I trust him and I just, I just do what he says. So the Lord's telling me to submit to him. If I just do what he says and I just trust, um, the Lord everything's going to be okay because I knew that we were going to hit some rough seas. My dad wasn't born again. Okay. My brother, my sister and I had just gotten born again. We, we got born again the same, the same night. Okay. Uh, I knew I was in for some rough seas. And, and if uh, you're wondering why there's some past episodes where I talk about it, but I knew that it was going to, to hit with me and my dad hard. And, uh, not that my dad's a horrible person. He's a great guy. Okay. So just, you know, stop trying to put scenarios and stories in your head and just hear me. Okay. Focus now. Um, and again, he wasn't born again at this time. All right. So you can't put anything, you can't mark anything against him. He wasn't born again anyway. Um, and, and I said, okay, what do you want me to do? I'm just going to trust you, Lord. What do you want me to do? And he said, whatever your father tells you to do, do it. And when he is is exasperated and angry and he asks you why you're doing it, why you're not arguing with him, you tell him because the Lord changed me. My life is forever changed. And he told me to trust him and I'm going to trust him. And he told me to obey you and I'm going to obey you. And he told me to submit to you and I'm going to submit to you. So that's the way it's going to be. And I was like, you want me to do that? What if he asked me some impossible things and he said, just trust me. The Lord just said, just trust me. And I said, okay, I'm going to trust you. Because he told me if I just trust him and we get through this by just holding on and obeying him and trusting him, I would see my family saved. So I did it. And boy, were there some rough seas. And boy, were there times that my dad was so mad that I wouldn't argue with him. I would say, okay, daddy okay, daddy, whatever you say. And he would ask me exactly what the Lord told me. He would ask me, and I would respond exactly the Lord, the way the Lord told me to respond. And it really irked my dad, but it got him to, it got Holy Spirit to really convict him and to really work on his heart. And, um, cause my dad didn't believe me when I said I got born again, he didn't believe me at all, but how I acted. moved my father. And how his house was, his wife, his two other kids that got born again, and how the house and the atmosphere changed moved him. It it was it was um it was what really got to him was a change. There was a change and he coming to the realization that he needed it as well. That he needed what we had. And my father, my father came to Christ. My father got born again. And this was after years of telling people that he was a Christian and that he was born again because he prayed the prayer. You know, you know what I mean? And but he wasn't because God had to encounter him. God had to respond. There had to be a response and a changing. OK, and. um And when my my dad actually cried out to God and was actually born again, there was an actual God response and there was an actual change. My dad's not the same guy that he was before. Now, I've talked to my husband. I've told my husband, my dad used to be like this and he used to be like them real controlling and 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 he's like, I can't even imagine it like that. And we've 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 sat around and we've talked about. Those things, don't you remember? And yeah, I can't even, you know, and people are like, I can't even imagine your dad that way. And I was like, yeah, because he's not the same person, because God changed him, because God responded to his cry of repentance, and my dad was completely changed. Yeah, so so often he reminds me of, and uh, now after he's born again, he he reminds me so much of Peter. You know, I I think he and Peter have um have the same kind of like that heart for God. Like, um, he, he really loves, he really loves going just all the way. Um, you know, he, he's, he's, a he's an act on, you know, and, uh, and I really love my dad and, and I'm really thankful for what God has done in his life. And, um, and I, I pray daily, uh, for God to just, uh, go deeper and for Holy spirit to take him deeper and take him further and, and, and to break any walls that he has, you know, because we, we, got, we have to do that. There's, there's always places that the Lord's going to, to take us and, and, and face with us and say the, the Lord's like, here, give this to me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So how about I give you my, my burden, my yoke, and you give me your burden, your yoke of whatever it is in your past. And, and we'll trade and, and you let me like, like my pastor says, it's like uh having a, um, uh, your, your heart being like a stadium and there's all these chairs in the stadium and you and Holy Spirit going to each chair and, and him making a chair, uh, uh, um, uh, coming back to a place in your life, you know, that chair, that place in your life and him asking to sit there and to take what's there currently in the chair and say, here, let me have this. And I'll sit in that chair. Would you like me to sit in that chair? And for you to yield that part of you that maybe you don't even really talk about anymore or that's hurting or, you know, in pain and going, yes, Holy Spirit, take that and sit in my chair. And for him in that moment to, to, to change everything. And that's why I pray my, for my entire family, you know, um, is... Is that he take them to these different places in their lives and in their hearts, and and Holy Spirit would ask to to take that and then sit in that chair, and for them to invite him to sit in that chair. Um, and and it's something I ask for, you know, like I said, for my entire family, and and um, and as believers in Christ, we should always be encouraging one another and building up one another. Um, to, uh, to go further, to go deeper, to, to go into those places that you really don't want to go into. Um, but as long as you yield them to the father, the father will respond with love and kindness and joy and pleasure and healing and refreshing, you know, because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And though you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, he is with you. He's with you through all of it. You know, he doesn't just get up and leave. When you're born again, he doesn't just get up and leave. And, and, and in order to have the understanding uh, of all of this, and let me go back to what I was talking about. In order to understand, to have the understanding of all of this, there has to be a place where God responds and changes you. Because if God doesn't respond and change you, the peace that's beyond understanding that you can have hell surrounding you and you are in joy and you are in peace. And you're like, God's got me like, that's not there in your life. There are things that are for, you know, uh, it's like a patrons only kind of a thing. It's, it's for those who are born again. It's for his children. Um, because, um, sin, And, and I'll tell you why, because sin, um, Sin keeps that from happening. It's like a block. It's like a complete and utter block. Sin and death go hand in hand. Sin and death is hand in hand. They are like brothers. You know what I mean? They are brothers. They are BFFs. They are twins. They are sin and death. Death wasn't on this earth until sin came to this earth. When Adam and Eve disobeyed and listened to the snake, um rather than listening to God and obeying what He said, sin came to this earth, and with sin came oops, and with sin came death, okay? Um, and and so they go hand in hand. And so sin and death is completely blocking a person from um, knowing the love of the Father, from from understanding his word. Uh, and you can be a scholar with the PhDs up the wazoo. But if you do not have a uh, a new heart and a new mind that can only come from being born again, you will not truly understand the word of God. You will not. That understanding won't be there. You will try in your own little human wisdom to um bring to light and to enlightenment and understanding of what the word means but you will go severely astray unless you have the understanding that only comes from a new heart being a new creation being born again and uh in this day and age we have so many people that are leaving the church or um that are being led astray that are going from one doctrine to another from one conference to another from uh um one uh life coach to another from um going to one idea to another one theology to another um one doctrine to another and 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 they're just they're just blowing in the wind like reeds you know they're 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 um they're moving along, uh, like a, like a ship in the sea, you know, they're, they're just going from one place to another waywardly. There's no direction. There's no focus. Some of that has to do with something else. And I will talk about it, um, another time, but a lot of it also has to do with the fact that there are so many that we tell to be holy to be righteous, to be right with God that are not born again. And if you don't believe me, let's start testing this out. Preach only, only preach the solid, efficient gospel. That means let them know that they're not born again until God responds. Okay? So if you preach the gospel, not what you think the gospel is. If you don't know what the gospel is, okay, um, if you don't know what the gospel is, you need to study your word. All right. Um, I would also say um, that if you know my pastor, you can ask him, hey, what, what, what do you preach when you preach the gospel? He has the, what he calls the six points to gospel preaching. And it's making sure that these things are said so that you don't lead a person astray there are six points, you know, God is judge. You have to point out that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God and God will judge every man, woman, and child. Not one person won't be judged. God will judge. And the only way, uh, out of sin is through Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. And we need to, cry on and we need to humble ourselves and repent of our sin put our faith and trust in jesus and what he did for us on the cross so that god may respond and and change us all right so um we have to we have to preach uh a legit and efficient gospel we can't just say guys, we can't just say Jesus loves you. Don't you want to go to heaven? Don't you want him to take care of all your problems? Well, then pray this prayer with me. That is not a gospel message. It's also not a gospel message saying you're in sin and you're going to hell. And that's, that's not a gospel message either. Still, you're, 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 you're taking away from the good news. You're, 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 telling everybody, you know, that they're in sin and they're going to hell. Okay. Got it. But there's no, there's, there's not the God, there's not the gospel and good news and hope, which comes through, sorry, I'm going to raise my microphone that comes through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And the blood of Jesus will set you free if you put your faith and your trust in him and what he did for you. Like there has to be an efficient gospel in order for there to be, um, born again, believers in Christ. You want strong believers in Christ in your church. You've got to preach an efficient gospel. You want to go out and preach the gospel to people and see their lives change. You've got to preach an efficient gospel, a complete gospel, a true and legitimate gospel. You can't just tell people Jesus loves you and hand a track and that be it and say, I preached the gospel to that person because you did it. And, 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 and I understand like how easy it is, especially when you're nervous, how easy it is to do that. I've done that. But in, in the process of of being born again, I've, I had I had come myself to a realization that I have to preach the gospel. I have to make sure that they know they know truly what the gospel is so that if they cry out to him when they're not with me, they may be born again. And God may respond. Because God, I, I've, I've told God that I simply want to be a vessel Just make me a vessel. I'm simply your vessel. I am simply here for you to use however you see fit, whatever it's going to look like, but however it's going to be. I just want to be a vessel. Just use me. Like that's what I want. I mean, I love it that you love me, but God use me, make me a vessel. May I be used God for your glory, for your kingdom, for your honor. Like I just want to be used by you. And I, I have to say that my husband, you know, he talks about it too. But my love language, I love giving gifts. Okay. Love giving gifts. I am constantly like, oh, I can get that for that person. Oh, I can get that for that person. Oh, look at that. That person would love it. Like I'm constantly like that. I love giving gifts to my children. I love giving gifts to my husband. Um, I love giving gifts to people I like. I love just giving gifts. I, I, it show, it's, it's my way of showing that I care for that person, that I'm, I appreciate something that they've done. I give gifts. But one of the other things I love doing is I, I love to serve. I love to make myself available to a person. I show a person I love them by being available to them you need kids to watch i would love to watch your kids you need you need something uh, fixed if i can fix i would love to do that for you you need something washed i would love to wash that for you uh um it, it, you know like um uh, okay uh i love to i love to do certain things for my husband in order to show him that i care for him in order to show him that i love him and, and my children, in order to show them that I love them, I do certain things, you know, um, I love my mother and I love my, my grandmother, my Nana, my Nana is dealing with dementia. She has Alzheimer's dementia. Okay. And she is fading away. Um, and, um, and I hate seeing her that way. My, my heart hurts to see her that way. Cause I remember like. How robust she was. Um, but but my feelings don't matter when it comes to her needs. If my mom needs me to help her with my Nana, I'm there. Because what she needs far outweighs how I don't like seeing her that way. You, you get me? Um, if my mom needs me, there there were times when my mom was dealing with really bad migraines and headaches and come to find out it was she had high blood pressure but we didn't know it at the time and she would just be just sick so sick and and somebody needed to take care of Nana or uh, like there were um, some of my nieces and nephews that were there and it, it would suddenly come on and it would suddenly be needed and and you can't you can't always ask you know Um, The parents to just get up and grab, you know, it's everybody, you know, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help my mom because I love her because I love her and I will do whatever I have to do to help her because I love her. I will drop everything and go to her because she needs me and I, I, I show my love that way. And, and that's just, it just makes sense to me. That's just logical to me. And I love being available in other ways for other people. Um, if they need me, I, I love to show my love for that person by being available because, because I love them. That's just it, because I love them. Um, and, and so my natural response to the father is I love you and I love you so much I want to be a vessel for you. Like, make me available. I'm available to you 24-7, uh, 365 days out of the year, whatever you want. Whatever you want, I'll do. And if that means just sitting at your feet and getting stuff done there, then I'll do it. If that means getting up and acting on something, I'll do it. If that means, um, um, you know smiling at this, uh, smiling at somebody, smiling at the next cashier that I'm with and, and talking to that person and, and, and maybe even having the opportunity if I can to, to share the gospel, even if it has to be quick, I want to do it. Anything to brighten up somebody's day because my day is bright. He fills me with so much love and joy. I love giving it away. And, and it's the same way for me in the gospel. I, I have so much joy and pleasure in, in in what God has done in my life. I love giving it away. And I love sharing it. And I love being of service uh, uh because I love him so much. So I ask him, make me a vessel. I am your vessel. I am your vessel to do whatever you want to do, whatever it's going to look like, however it's going to be. I'm your vessel. Do what you want. And, and uh, it's just always been my way (laughs) with my walk with Christ. It's always been that way. And he has always used me and made me available and in places that sometimes I never would, would think like I've, I've talked with legit like gangsters before, you know, um, I've talked with some people that other people you know, I, I didn't think about it and I had, you know, and, and I love giving them the gospel. I've, I've given the gospel to people that are high. I've given the gospel to business people. I've given the gospel to wealthy people and to poor people. I, I love sharing the gospel. I love telling people about my Jesus. I love telling them about how they can be set free. I love telling them. Okay. But I make sure that I what I tell them is truth, full, honest to goodness, truth. So I make myself available for those moments. I make myself available to hold somebody. I make myself available for him to give me a prophetic word or a word of knowledge in order to to give to another person. I keep my ears open to him for those opportunities. Okay, so I love I love being of service for him. I love being a vessel for him. And so uh, I love, I love preaching the gospel if that's what he wants me to do. I love sharing a word of knowledge if that's what he wants me to do. I love being prophetic if that's what he wants me to do. I love praying if that's what he wants me to do. I love interceding if that's what he wants me to do, but I do it all and I make myself available for all of it. And we are as believer, we as believers in Christ, need to be available for all of it. It's not just one thing. It's not just I'm an intercessor. It's I'm an intercessor. I'm a preacher of the gospel. And if he wants me to be anything else, I am available for anything else because I am simply a vessel. I am used simply for his glory, for his honor, for his kingdom, for his name. I am here to bring souls into the kingdom. I'm here to pray for the sick. I'm here to uh, to pray and intercede for the people that I love. I'm here for whatever he needs me to, me to be here for. And so we have to be people that are willing to preach the gospel and preach the gospel efficiently and fully. Because guys these people are going to hell these people are going to hell because we are not preaching an efficient gospel or because we're afraid to preach the gospel or because we're afraid of what they will say or what they will do or because we are afraid god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind there is no fear in love But perfect love casts out all fear. So if we are walking in fear, it's because we are not walking in perfect love. And if we are not walking in perfect love, then what are we walking in? The gospel needs to be preached. The truth needs to be preached because people are dying and going to hell in a handbasket. But also if they don't want to pray a prayer with you, that doesn't mean that they have rejected Christ. You simply are a vessel. Maybe you put the seed in the soil or maybe God used you to water it, but it is he who gets the increase. It's he who does it. It's not about us. It's not about our numbers. It's not about how many we know came to Christ. It's all about It's all for his glory, all of it, all of it. My husband went with a group of other people that I love so much to Johannesburg, South Africa. They went to places that, okay, they were all white people. All of them are white. All four of them are white people, Caucasian, okay? Pale, they're all pale, okay? And, um, one of them being a woman, okay. There are three men and one woman. Um, she was married to one of the men, chill. Um, anyway, and, um, they went to Johannesburg, South Africa, and they went into places that white people don't, they fear to tread. Okay. White people fear to tread in some of these places. But they were willing to go because there was a word that, that, um, that this place was like Nineveh. They did not know right from wrong. They, they, they were without understanding and the gospel needed to be preached so that they may be free. Okay. So they went with this prophetic word and they went to places that other people don't want to go. And they went and preached the gospel. They preached the gospel to drug addicts while they were shooting up heroin right there in front of them. All right. And, and they saw, they saw quite a few of them, um, um, you know, put down the needle and leave and complete lies, completely changed. Now in this one scenario, my husband was, um, he was preaching the gospel. He was open airing. Okay. He was open airing and he was telling people about Jesus. And this young man comes up to one of the other friends and he said, he asked about how can you do this? How are you able to do this? And, and so they talked to him a little bit and he was listening to my husband and he was so, um, Like you, God was doing something in his life only to find out, we found out years down the road that that young man that heard my husband open airing and, and and walked, they, I think he walked with them a little bit and watched them do one-on-ones and preaching to, to people, you know, um that young man that had been with them that were that was so um because he was a believer in christ and he was so amazed by what was being done and how lives are changing by these four people that simply went out and preached the gospel that he went and preached the gospel in another place and he began a church a church started from it and we didn't know about this until years later But we know now that lives have been forever changed because of something that was seen and heard. How can they believe unless a gospel, unless a a preacher preaches, how can the gospel be preached unless a preacher is willing to do so? Okay. And and there were four people that were willing to go out and do something. The other people just, they don't always do. And it it sparked a fire in a person that was born again And, and they went out and they did. And because they did other believers came to Christ and it started a church and my husband gets misty eyed hearing about it because it's, 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 it's in those moments that we're like, we are on the right road. We're doing what we're called to do. We are doing what we meant to do. And even if we don't know what the, um, outcome is, it's not about us. It's about the glory of God. And we were so blessed to hear that lives are being changed because of something that was done in obedience. So I encourage you, my brothers and sisters in Christ to preach an efficient gospel, take the time to talk to people, take the opportunity to talk to people. Uh, you have a, a podcast, preach the gospel on the plat on this platform, on this, this media, Use the opportunities that you have to do it. You have a radio station? Great. Preach the gospel. An efficient gospel. You have a a bullhorn or a a good microphone? Awesome. And a speaker? Awesome. Preach the gospel. Open air. You never know what life you're going to change. What life you're going to change because of it. I, I can give you story after story of, of things that have happened because of uh, open-air preaching as well as one-on-ones and, and, and lives that I've heard are changed or I know now. I got a sister-in-law because of it, like an awesome sister-in-law. And, and, um, and these things, I mean, God does amazing things. If you simply obey and make yourself a vessel, however, it's going to look and preach an efficient gospel, an efficient gospel. And if you have any questions, okay, cause I'm going to end this. If you have any questions of anything that I've said, or, um, or from what I've said, you're, you know, you're just curious about something or whatever, um, Feel free to direct message me on Instagram through Aubrey CD Speaks. Do it, go for it. And um, and if uh, you need prayer, feel free to message me on Aubrey CD Speaks on Instagram. That's pretty much the best way you can contact me. Um, or you can come to Deliverance Bible Church, um, at three ten West Pipeline Road, Hearst, Texas seven six zero five three. Um, and, uh, we can meet face to face. Um, if, um, if you simply want to bless what God is doing, you're hearing about revival through, uh, from all my stuff that I've talked about, and you simply want to bless what God is doing at Deliverance Bible Church. Again, the address is 310 West Pipeline Road, Hearst, Texas, 76053. Send a check, you know, or, um, a money order. Or, um, um, you can go to the website, deliverancebiblechurch.com and, uh, and you have ways to give there, you know, uh, bless them. Um, uh, revival is happening. It's real, raw revival. It's been happening since 2016. The gospel is being preached. Lives are being changed. It's all about revival and souls. Revival and souls is what, that's what life is. Revival and souls, Um, but, uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this and, uh, I'll, um, put something else up again because there is something else that needs to be talked about and the Lord's been pressing it on me, but, uh, until next time, be blessed.